Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Church Online from different homes uh, connected with St Paul's in Leamington. Today is Palm Sunday, the start of Holy Week, as we follow Jesus as he enters Jerusalem on his way to the cross. Thank you so much to everybody who's given us so much appreciation and encouragement for our first online service last week. Today's service will follow much the same order. Adam and Jess will lead us in sung worship. Uh, then Kate will tell the story of Palm Sunday, suitable for all ages. And Katie will lead us in prayer, again suitable for all ages. And then after that, Ruth will share some thoughts more suitable for adults before we finish with a song and a closing prayer of blessing. Let's pray as we start our worship now. Dear loving Heavenly Father, pour out your Holy Spirit on us all in every home, uh, on all of us who are watching this. Help us to lift our eyes to you and may we know your presence with us and may you be pleased with the worship we bring you today. We offer it to you in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.
I'm Kate, I'm the Youth Minister here at St Paul's. It's really great to be with you this morning. I'm going to be sharing a thought, a very short thought, about um, Palm Sunday and that reading in the Bible where we hear about Jesus being welcomed and celebrated. Um, so I thought I could read it to you um, or we could watch a video um, and uh, in our house, in our family, we're uh, a big fan of something called Saddleback Kids and they produce really great videos on YouTube um, explaining many different um, parables and Bible stories and all kinds of things, um, all kinds of different stories from the Bible. So uh, I thought we'd watch one of those today um, and we are very grateful for Saddleback Kids. We um, emailed them in the week, Adam emailed them and asked if it would be okay to use their video in um, the talk today and they said yes very kindly so thank you Saddleback Kids, we're um, very grateful. So we're going to have a quick watch of that now, it's just a couple of minutes. Um, if you would prefer to follow um, in your Bible or read these verses in your Bible, um, it's from Mark uh, chapter 11 verses 1 to 12, uh, 1 to 11 and you'd be really welcome to mute the video um, and have a read of that um, whilst the video's on. So it's Mark chapter 11 verses 1 to 11. Um, so either watch the video now um, or have a read in your Bible. Stories of the Bible, the triumphal entry. This is Jesus, hey who is the Son of God and the Savior of the world. While Jesus was on earth, he taught everyone about God's love and healed people from their sickness. He did many miracles like calming storms, and even raised people from the dead. At this time, the Jewish people were celebrating a festival called Passover that had been celebrated since the time of Moses when God brought his people out of Egypt. So Jesus was going to Jerusalem to celebrate. Jesus and his disciples stopped in the town. You coming? And Jesus told two of his disciples to go on ahead of them. Eh, okay. He told them to go into a village and that they would see a young donkey that no one had ever ridden. Rock! He told them to untie it and bring it to him. If anyone asks, what are you doing? He told them to just say, the Lord needs it and we'll return it soon. Okay, go ahead. So the disciples did what Jesus said and brought him the donkey. A long time ago, before Jesus was even born, God had said that the Savior, the King of Israel, would come to Israel in this way. And now Jesus was doing just as God had said. The news that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem swept through the city. Many heard about all the amazing things he had done, so they cut palm branches and ran to see him. The Pharisees and religious rulers realized that there was nothing they could do, for everyone was going to see Jesus. 
Jesus rode into the city of Jerusalem and the crowd spread their coats on the road ahead of him. His followers began to shout and sing as they walked along, praising God for all the wonderful miracles they had seen. The Pharisees were upset. And they told Jesus to stop the people from saying things like that. But Jesus said, if they keep quiet, the stones along the road would burst into tears. So the people kept on singing, blessings on the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Praise God in highest heaven. The entire city of Jerusalem was in an uproar as he entered, asking, who is this? And the crowds replied, it's Jesus. And Jesus rode the donkey through the street of Jerusalem to the temple in a triumphal entry, just as God said he would many years before. Well, hopefully you enjoyed that video as much as we did. Um, I love the way they depict Jesus. I just think he's um, a really great character throughout those videos. He's very cool, he's very calm, he does a little hey-o in every video and I think that's quite cool. Um, so today we are thinking about the story of Palm Sunday, um, which as I said before is in um, Mark chapter 11. And as I talk, I'm going to uh, have a, a think about some of those verses. Um, but to help uh, us really think about um, this passage, I was thinking about an initiative that the um, our diocese, Coventry Diocese, are starting on Sunday today. Um, and they are encouraging everybody, because obviously we can't get to church and be given our palm crosses, um, they're encouraging everyone to be creative and make a cross of their own using whatever material you have at home. Um, so we have made a few uh, crosses in our home and I'm going to use those crosses to explain three things that I think are really important from this passage. Um, and the Dice of Coventry are also encouraging everyone to make their crosses um, but also to put a verse um, or some encouraging words about God on the crosses. So um, horizontally to write changing church because obviously church is very different to how we um, have previously experienced church um, and then going very vertically um, to write something about God that is um, something we're really reflecting on at the moment, something we've been reminded of, or uh, yeah, a word of praise or affirmation of God and how great he is. Um, so yeah, the crosses that I use today are going to um, tie in with that. Um, but you are really welcome to make your own crosses this afternoon. Maybe you're super creative, maybe you could knit one, I reckon my mum could do that. Or maybe you could make one out of... Um, paper or card or uh, wood whatever it is that you're um you've got around the house make a cross and then write some words on it of encouragement um and then the idea is you either put it in your window at five o'clock um or you take a picture of it and post it on um facebook or maybe you could take a picture and send it to some of your friends but that's the idea so that's um what our talk is based on this morning so um, the first thing about God that I think is in this passage is that he is guiding. So my first cross is here. Um, so it says on the middle, changing church and then going down, it says guiding God. Um, and I've just realised that might be back to front for you, but that's what it says, I promise. Um, 
and the reason I've picked Duplo to make that uh, cross is because often um, Duplo comes with instructions or, or Lego, whatever your um, brick of choice is, um, comes with instructions to make this elaborate creation and if you don't follow the guidelines, if you don't follow those instructions, it doesn't quite turn out how you expected. Um, and in these verses that we've heard about today, particularly verses two to six, um, Jesus is giving his people instructions. He instructs them to go and find a donkey, to bring it to him. If anyone asks them any questions, he gives them the answer. And I just think um, it was a great reminder for me that actually in the world as it is at the moment, when we have lots of questions, when we're wondering um, how things are going to change anymore, um, when life is going to go back to the normal that we knew before, um, actually God can be a great guider. Um, we can give him our questions. We we can um, expect to hear from him um, and yeah so that was just a great reminder for me that actually when we're um, struggling when we have questions when we need guidance God can give us all that we need if we ask him okay the second cross that I have made is um, made of a stick with some lovely moss um, on it I'll read it to you just in case it's backwards so it says changing church again across the middle and then praise to God down um, going downwards so um, the reason I um, picked this on reflection passage is because verses 8 to 10 say Many people spread their cloaks on the road, while others spread branches they had cut in the fields. Those who went ahead and those who followed shouted, shouted, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the king coming kingdom of our father David. Hosanna in the highest. So these people who loved God, who could see that Jesus was special and believed him to be their king who was going to bring change, um, they put their cloaks on the floor. They got palm branches and they put them on the floor in front of him. Um, they recognised that Jesus was holy and special and they praised him um, they shouted Hosanna and blessed is he um, they knew who he was and they praised him and so the reason I made this out of um, sticks is because I picked this uh, up off one of our walks and um, hopefully you are able to get out of the house at the moment if you're not then look around your house for something that you can praise God for trees are still growing flowers are still blooming babies are still being born um, we have hopefully we have homes and shelter and food we have friends that we can talk to. So even though this time is tricky and very different to um, anything we've known before, there are still ways that we can praise God and things that we can say thank you to him for. Okay, the third um, cross that I have made um, is just here. Well, I didn't make it actually. Our four-year-old did. Four now. Crazy. Um, and it says, uh, changing church across the middle and downwards. I can't actually read what I wrote. Oh, unchanging God. Um, so anyone who has worked with washable paint will probably realise that it's not actually wash washable. You can get it on your clothes. It doesn't come out. You get it on the floor. It doesn't wipe up. Uh, maybe I'm using the wrong stuff. I don't know. But um, when I was thinking about God not changing, I thought about um, when you paint something, often then it stays with 
after you forever. If you get paint on your clothes, you can't ever really get them out. And that reminded me that God is unchanging. And so, um, actually, I don't know if you know, but there was a prophecy um, about uh, Jesus riding in on a donkey, about this very story back in um, Zechariah chapter 9, verse 9. That bang you heard earlier was my bookmark, which was a magnet falling out of my Bible, um, marking the page, but I've managed to find it on my own which is great um so Zechariah 9 verse 9 says rejoice greatly daughter Zion shout daughter Jerusalem see your king comes to you righteous and victorious lowly and riding on a donkey on a colt the foal of a donkey and um this uh, prophecy about Jesus riding um, in on a donkey was made 500 years before it actually happened. And we know that even way back in Genesis, the first, very first verses of the Bible, we're told about Jesus being with, with God the Father, that he was hovering over the water with God the Father, the Word. And um, these verses just reminded me, again, how faithful God is, how he is unchanging, how although the world might be changing around us, the church might be changing around us, um, the way we meet anyway, um, actually God is faithful, he is unchanging, um, this doesn't faze him, he's in this with us. Um, and that actually, although everything else changes, God's love for us, his care for us, his joy in us um, remains the same. So hopefully that was helpful. Hopefully that's inspired you to go and make some crosses of your own. Um, we'd be really excited to see what you've made. So do um, send them into um, church or uh, send put them on your Facebook pages so we can see. Um, it would be really lovely to see those. So five o'clock tonight, if you can have had the whole afternoon to make your crosses with some um, encouraging words of God. Um, so I'm going to pray. Um, so why don't we do that together? Father God, we thank you um, for this story of Palm Sunday as people celebrated Jesus, as they welcomed him, as they started to recognise that he was bringing change to the world around them. Lord, we thank you, though, that you are unchanging. We thank you that we can praise you. We thank you that you are faithful and you are with us always. And God, we pray that even in these times when things are so tricky and so different to what we're used to, God, that we would praise you, that you would feel very close to us. In Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, hello. Hi. Hi. Uh, so I've got some feedback on Sunday's All Age song. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah, Ruth, I really loved your enthusiasm, but you could have been a bit more accurate. Yeah, come on, Ruth, put it out. Bit harsh. Uh, right, Adam. Yeah, I did great. the actions right. Yeah, did. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. But you need a lot more enthusiasm. Oh, you know, let's sort your life out, Adam. Okay. Right, now, it is Palm Sunday this week, yeah. and I thought we need to feature a donkey and a palm tree somehow. So I've sent you both a present in the post. Okay, a bit nervous about this. Yeah, very nervous about this. What? Don't worry, it's all going to be absolutely fine. Now, can you go and try a bit harder for me? Okay, we'll try. Sorry, we'll try. Sorry, Katie. Sorry, Katie. Thank you. Uh, so it's time for this week's all-age song. Why don't you 
stand with us and we'll see how Adam and Ruth do this week. Good morning, my name is Katie, I'm the Children's Minister at St Paul's and it is great to have this opportunity to pray with you this morning. This week we're going to think about using our senses to help frame our prayers. And the first sense that we're going to think about is sight. I'm wondering how many of you took up my challenge last week to see God in the situations that we were in. Have a moment, chat with the people that you're with, or if you aren't with anyone, just have a little think to yourself. Where did you see God last week? And now let's pray together. Father God, we thank you for the gift of sight. We thank you for all those places that we saw you last week. Lord, I pray that you would help us to continue to look for you in our everyday lives. And Lord, I also pray that you would help us to see the world how you see it, to see other people how you see them. And that through trying to see the world through your eyes, that our behaviour would radically change and we'd be able to love the world around us just as you love it. 
Amen. The next sense we're going to think about is touch and we mostly use our hands to touch. So we are going to think about using our hands not just to uh, touch things but to help other people because that's what we often use our hands for. So let's uh, have a think. Is there someone that you know that you could help? It might be someone in your house, it might be a vulnerable neighbour or a vulnerable relative. Have a think about how you could help other people this week. Father, we pray that you would help us to help others. We pray that we would use our hands wisely, that we would be able to support the people around us. And Lord, we thank you so much for those people working in the NHS, in our shops, in the police services, in the fire services, in the army, who are there to help us at this time and support us. Be with them, Lord. Give them energy they didn't know they had. Lift them up. Give them peace. Thank you, Lord, for their service. Amen. The next one we're going to think about is our mouths. We use our mouths for tasting things, but we also use them for speaking. And it's really important. It tells us in the Bible that our words have great power and they really do. And we really need to think carefully about the words that we're using. So Father God, we pray that we would use our words wisely, that we would be able to speak your word to the people around us. Help our mouths to say what you want them to say, Lord, to spread your good news, your gospel of peace to everyone that we know. Help us, Lord, as we're all bundled up together in our houses to use kind words to each other and to speak to other people as though we were speaking to you. Amen. Uh, the next one we're going to think about is using our noses. Now, we normally use those to smell, but my husband, Tim, also says that he likes to follow his nose when he's going anywhere. So I thought that we would pray that we would all follow God's path. Father God, we thank you that you do speak to us and that you help us to know where we need to be going and what we need to be doing. We thank you for the Bible, Lord, that tells us where you want us to go and how you want us to shape our lives. Lord, I pray that this week particularly we would really try to follow your path. We would try to follow where you want us to go and what you want us to do. Amen. Uh, the next one we're going to think about is our ears that we use for listening and we're going to try now to listen to God. It's really important when we're praying that we leave some space and some time for God to speak back to us and I'm going to give us some time to do that. Now you might be able to catch God's answer in a different way. It might be a thought or a word or a picture in your head. It might be a Bible story. It might be a feeling in your heart or on your skin. 
You can catch God's word in many, many ways. But I want you now just to take a moment, breathe deeply. You might want to close your eyes. Just be still and listen to God. Father, we thank you that you do speak to us. Help us to make time this week to stop ourselves and listen to you. Amen. Now I'm adding in uh, an extra sense and I'm going to think about our hearts. I'm going to think about the feelings and the emotions and the love that we have in our hearts. So Father, we pray that this week... We would love you with all our hearts and all our minds and all our strength. And Lord, we pray that we would love our neighbours as ourselves. Lord, thank you for the gift of love. In this time of isolation, let us not lose sight of the ways that we can love other people, that we can share your love with others. Lord, I pray that you would fill us all this week, that we would be able to go out to the world and share your love with them. Amen. Now, we're going to finish our time of prayer with the Lord's Prayer. Kate set a great precedent last week by remembering the actions, so I'm going to try my hardest to remember them too. Normally, I have a whole lot of children helping me out with this, but they're not in my living room, so I'm going to have to try and do it myself. So let's pray the Lord's Prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Right, I think I'm now handing over to Ruth for the next part of our service. Good morning everybody and welcome to my study and a very ha happy Palm Sunday to you. I'm sure you're all very relieved to see that I'm not still in costume. I think that was quite enough of that. Um, but I am sad to say that originally before lockdown I was going to try and involve a live donkey and some you know large crowds and all sorts of exciting things but sadly it would seem that you're stuck with me. Please do insert your own jokes at this point. Anyway, you're going to need your Bibles open at Mark chapter 11 and also at Luke chapter 19 because we're going to be looking at the parallel story to this, um, which is Mark's version at the moment. So let me read this. Mark chapter 11, verse 1. As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethphage and Bethany at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two of his disciples, saying to them, 
Go to the village ahead of you, and just as you enter it, you will find a colt tied there, which no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, why are you doing this? Say, the Lord needs it, and we'll send it back here shortly. They went, and they found a colt outside in the street, tied at a doorway. As they untied it, some people standing there asked, what are you doing untying that colt? They answered as Jesus had told them to, and the people let them go. When they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their clothes over it, he sat on it. Many people spread their cloaks on the road, while others spread branches they'd cut in the fields. Those who went ahead and those who followed shouted, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our father David. Hosanna in the highest heaven. Jesus entered Jerusalem and went into the temple courts. He looked around at everything, but since it was already late, he went out to Bethany with the twelve. Let's pray before we have a think about this passage a bit more. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for the eyewitness accounts of your triumphal entry that are recorded in the Gospels. We pray that you would help us now to learn more about what you have to say to us through this passage today. In your name. Amen. I'm not going to recap the story. Mark says it all really well. And it's a story many of us know really well too. We know the usual points that are made from it too. Today I'm going to focus on four points. Need, obedience, praise and then some objections. And I think the story has much to say to us in the light of what we're currently dealing with as a nation and more globally. Jesus needed a cult. What a strange thing that was for him to need. I can just imagine certain fishermen amongst his disciples muttering to themselves and saying, a cult? What? Okay, he's really lost it now. But as always, Jesus is one step ahead of them. He has set this up. They only have to go and get the animal. It's already there for them. And if challenged, they just need to say, the Lord needs it. And of course, it all happens just as Jesus said. And even more surprisingly, the cult is given up quite willingly when they hear who it is that needs it. We don't know how Jesus set this up, whether he had a conversation with them before or how it worked out. But we do know that it all worked just as Jesus had said it would. So our first point is this. It's need. Jesus needed something from the cult's owner and the disciples. He asked them for help in acquiring it and he got what he needed. So I wonder for us today, what is it that Jesus needs from us? Have you asked him? In the current times that we live in, what new thing could Jesus be asking of you today? And it may well be something that you would never ever have thought of if the times hadn't changed. Because who would have thought that Jesus could be need, needing a cult? He normally walked everywhere and the disciples knew that. So I think we're living in times where it's really good to think up new ways of serving Jesus for fresh creativity, thinking outside of the box. 
What do you have that Jesus could use in ways that you could never have imagined before? Why don't you ask him today and see what he says? Because he may well surprise you. The second point is obedience. In order for Jesus's plans to work out, the disciples had to be obedient. It wouldn't have been any good if they decided to ignore him, even on one point, or if the cult's owners had refused to let it go. Obedience was the key in this event, and it still is today. Because they did what they were asked, Jesus could do what he needed to do. Because they were obedient, Jesus was welcomed as a king into Jerusalem, and in doing so, he was fulfilling Old Testament prophecy that the Messiah would come in humility, riding on a donkey. And that comes from the book of Zechariah, chapter 9, verse 9. And because they were obedient, praise erupted all around Jesus and the disciples. When we're obedient, God can use us to do things that we could never have imagined. And when we take the plunge and we act on what he says, he surprises us with the response. Who could have imagined that Jesus riding into Jerusalem on a donkey would have elicited such huge amounts of praise? So where do you think obedience to God could take you today? How willing are you to follow him to the letter? Do you need to ask him for the courage to obey, even if it takes you well outside of your comfort zone? And let's face it, most of us are way outside our comfort zones at the moment anyway. So let's just take that risk. And then the third thing is praise. Because he had what he needed, and because the disciples were obedient, praise erupts in Jerusalem, both from the disciples and from those who surrounded them. Now, they obviously caused quite a stir because the Pharisees got grumpy and objected but we'll see more of that in a minute. And this wasn't a quiet and hidden event. It was on one of the main roads in the city, presumably packed with people. And so others joined in and took notice. Think for a moment of what will happen when we ask what God needs and then obey him. Think of what will happen when the followers of Jesus reach out in obedience and do things in his name. At the moment, we shouldn't be shy about stepping up and serving others. This is such a huge opportunity, such a great opportunity for us to connect with other people. We are here, I believe, for such a time as this. And that's another phrase from the Old Testament, from the book of Esther. As we see um, what Jesus needs, follow him and act in his name, others will see and hear. And who knows how many also will believe and start praising him too. So let's shout the good news we have in our communities, in our workplaces, in our families. And yes, okay, it may all be by Zoom and WhatsApp and email and FaceTime at the moment, but Let's use whatever we have and allow others to see and hear how great our King is. 
And then fourthly, objections. And there were objections. And for this, we lead to look at that parallel passage in Luke, especially verse 39. And it says this. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to Jesus, teacher, rebuke your disciples. There will always be people who don't agree with us. In Jesus' time, it was the Pharisees who were concerned about the loss of dignity and the loss of control and the fact that they were making a bit of a show of themselves. In our time, it may be people who say that the church shouldn't be meddling or that we're just being nosy by contacting people. But that's life. People will always object and it shouldn't stop us. Jesus pointed out that even if the people stopped praising, even the stones would cry out. In other words, there is nothing that can stop the praise of Jesus rising up. So today, be encouraged. Do what you need to do in Jesus' name. Give him the glory and see what he does with what you give him. I think we will all be amazed at what comes out of this. And so in summary... That first Palm Sunday, Jesus entered Jerusalem as a king, even though it wasn't with the pomp and ceremony that normally accompanied a monarch. The good news is that he is still king. He is reigning in heaven now and he is still in control. And that won't ever change. There is no human, no virus or anything else that can affect that fact. So we can still celebrate today in our homes, via live streaming and all the various social media outlets that we're all discovering or rediscovering today. God is good. He is faithful. When we allow him to use what we have at our disposal, allow him to fire us up with new and creative ideas. When we are obedient to his call and follow his lead, then praise will arise, lives will be changed and communities will see the love of Jesus in action. Nothing can stop it, not even coronavirus. So let's celebrate him today, our King of Kings and our Lord of Lords. And as we finish, let's just pray. Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you that you are still the King of Kings and you always will be. Thank you that you are reigning on high. Help us to see what need there is around us. Help us to be obedient to your call. Encourage us as we see praise erupting and help us not to be put off by the objections. In your name, Amen.
Far be it from me to not believe Even when my eyes can't see And this mountain that's in front of me Will be thrown into the midst of the sea Through it all, through it all My eyes are on So now let's have a closing prayer together. We praise you, Lord Jesus Christ, for going to the cross for our salvation. We praise you, Lord Jesus, that you are risen from the dead and with us now by your Holy Spirit. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us as we walk through this holy week together, as we remember your teaching day by day, as we remember the Last Supper with your disciples on the night before you died, as we remember your death on the cross for our salvation, and as we celebrate your rising again on Easter Day. And lead us to love you more and to follow you better for the rest of our lives. And now receive this blessing. May Christ crucified draw you to himself, to find in him a sure ground for faith, a firm support for hope and the assurance of sins forgiven. So may the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit 
rest upon you and remain with you always. Amen. Just before we finish, one or two notices. Most church services have notices and one or two today. Uh, as this is Holy Week, I want to invite you to walk through Holy Week with me reading Mark's Gospel. Some of us from the church have been reading through the first 10 chapters in the last 10 days. And today from chapter 11 onwards, we'll follow through every day. Uh, you can get that uh, on Facebook or on YouTube or however you're following this service. Uh, then on Thursday evening, can I invite you at your evening meal to remember the Last Supper. This was the Passover meal when Jesus took the bread and wine and told us to remember him by breaking bread and sharing wine together. On Good Friday at 10 o'clock, Katie will lead us uh, for all ages telling the story of the cross. And then at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, Ruth will lead a quiet hour at the cross with songs, and reflections, pieces of music and art for an hour until three o'clock, the time at which Jesus died. Then I invite you to join us all again on Easter Day at 10 o'clock as we celebrate the resurrection. I will be presiding at communion here in my home with the family members with me and I invite you to join in at home. You might want to have some bread and wine ready so you can join in next Sunday on Easter Day. I look forward to seeing you then.